Simpson. And Japan have gone absolutely without lead. This is Whitmore. Paul and Gale both available. It's still Whitmore. It is the reggae boys who take the lead. We have a special... Special, uh, it's really a special honor to have Coach Lauren Donaldson join us. Now the man at the helm, he's taking over from Coach Mr. Vin Blaine. Of course, we know say he tendered his resignation. So Coach, how you doing? How you doing? No, I'm doing fine, man. Just I'm looking forward to the challenges ahead so we can actually um, move through this thing and just get the girls ready. All right, getting the girls ready. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um... So let's get down to the meat of the matter regarding the, you know, the preparation for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers, which kicks off um, July 4th in Mexico. Um, what is the sentiment around the program, around the reggae girls now? Um, of course, we have the fiasco and the, the AKA Pasa Pasa with uh, Mr. Vin Blaine resignation. What is the sentiment around the team now? I don't think we, um, you know, I mean, I mean, kudos to the kudos to the reggae boys for um, taking a stance on stuff. So, I mean, and I won't go deep into that because, you know, we have been um, fighting some of these battles for years. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the boys take a stance and we see we see the result of that. But uh, we won't go into that. The girls are I don't think they're I don't think any any one of them focuses on that. Their focus is to, is to get into camp in Colorado. And we can start our preparation. Uh, we have a two weeks, two weeks preparation in Colorado coming up here. And um, players start arriving in Colorado on the um, 16th of June. You know, we will get on the field by the 17th. There's, you know, about five or six players who, who are going to come after. Because whether it's graduation or whether it's visa problem or something, they have some, some have some issue are still playing a little bit in their league. So some will come arrive a little bit later. But, you know, our hope is for everybody to come in in good physical condition and we can get to work. Okay, so the players are starting to arrive. So the sentiment around the... the no, they haven't started to arrive. No, they haven't arrived. They, they, start, they will get in on the 16th. Okay, on they, the 16th of June. Um, as it turns to, to games, you know, of course, you'll be playing Mexico, USA, and Haiti in that group. The top two automatically goes to the World Cup in 2023. Of course, third place goes on to the playoff. As it pertains to games, um, if they arrive on the 17th, what is there any plans for any games? What is the, the schedule um, like for competitive matches heading into this um, group, group encounters? I mean, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be how we describe competitive matches, but there's local teams that we actually, and that's why we're here. We have a, we have a, you know, a good female on the 20 team here that we can, we can play. And we also have a, you know, a couple MLS Academy boys team that we can play. So in terms of competitiveness, that will give you some com competition. In terms of a match, an official, you know, CONCACAF um, match, I mean, there's nothing right now. As you see what's going on, you know, again, with the Jamaica stuff, there's really, you can't get a game in because you can't put a game together so quick. So, but we will have, if the camp itself will be competitive. That's why we have 25 players, 26 players coming in. You know, we will have a few inter-squad and, you know, we will make it competitive. So we try to get as ready as possible. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know you're stepping into a, a complicated situation. Um, you know, of course, the 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 resignation of Coach Vin Blaine, 
Vin Blaine. Um, we don't want to get into what led to the resignation, but coach, you're stepping into a situation which most people would have shy away from. I mean, the odds are against you right now as a coach because A, the preparation shaky at best. B, your chance of success, you know, in a competitive group is very limited based on the outlook, you know. You have Mexico, USA, Haiti, that's all ahead of the curve in terms of preparation. Um, what made you want to step in at this moment to take on this responsibility, Virgin? Well, I mean, you know, it's something that I thought about when I when I got the phone call. But just knowing these girls and knowing the mentality of these girls all the way from U17, U20 national team, and just know the strength and power, willpower of some of these players, I feel it was my I feel it I feel it was okay for me to step in to try to help the situation because obviously most of the girls, ninety percent of the girls, I know them very well, you know, so you know, they're going to need some help and they're going to need some, you know, some professional guidance. And we just have to give it a shot. I mean, we could say, you know, don't do it. You know, I could easily easily say, I don't want to do this. It's a mess or whatever it is. But when I think about we're, what, the, what we have been through in the past, okay, we have been through worse than this. You know, I think it was just my um, obligation to the country and to the players. It's not about me, okay, it's about them and to see if we can help them along their journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, big ups for you for stepping forward. I mean, I, I, um, those of us who watch this team closely over the years and, and the success that you and the, coaching, the previous coaching staff have had and other coaching staff have had with this team, I uh, felt like you were the most logical choice to step into this role. You spoke about knowing this team, knowing the ladies from, from, from youth 17. So it's, it seemed like the most common sense thing to do. But we know that the JFF and common sense don't always work together, you know. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, as, as you look at the, what's going on with the reggae boys, um, and still the JFA has, JFF has a huge role to play in terms of success, um, a successful tournament. Um, how optimistic are you of having an op a successful tournament um, uh, for the reggae girls in this qualification? I can say one thing right now, and I'm not afraid to say it. I can say, you know, kudos, thanks to Sidella Marley and her group, her Bob Marley Foundation, for, um, I don't think it would be very possible if she didn't step forward. And I think maybe the government of Jamaica, you know, uh, I could mention Bobsy, who is in charge of sports, you know, stepping forward and just trying to make make sure at least this project is 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 on track or close to being on track. You know, it's not it's not perfect, but but I'm sure those groups and I'm sure the JFF is gonna is gonna try their best too to to make sure everything works. But I know Sidella Marley's um, and her group is um bearing a lot of a lot of the funding and um obviously um there is donation from other people who are trying to get this thing going. So it's not gonna be an easy project, but we but we want to create a a good environment for the girls to come in, very competitive, okay, very learning environment, and just and just make sure that we get back to a culture, a football culture, where you know, there's success. And, you know, that's what we're looking forward to. In terms of competition, yeah, we know the competition out there. I mean, you know, I don't need to go through that. I mean, I, I have I have three girls on the U.S. team who play for me, do a lot of training with me still, you know, 
Um, and I can name a couple, Mallory Pugh and Sophie Smith. Those, they're like my daughters. So, you know, I do a lot of training with them. I have played against them at U17 and U20 and Jaylee Nowell and a lot of players that I, that I understand from the U.S. But, you know, the Mexico situation is tricky because it's in Mexico. And Mexico now has a professional league in Mexico. So Mexico is playing all year round. This team has been training forever. They were knocked out of the last World Cup. And that's why they started a professional league to say, hey, you know what? We need to be in the World Cup. We, we're one of the best teams in the region. And they have put everything in there with their federation to make sure that their girls are successful. Right now, we don't care about that. We just, I just care about how can we go in there and, and they would say like in racehorse, how can we go in and get the apple card? And that's, and that's our main aim that we go in there and just put our you know, best foot forward and just try to get some positive results. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, coach. Now looking at the roster, the preliminary roster that you um, uh, released, uh, that was released by CONCACAF, of course, this is not the, the final roster, but one name that stood out for me, and um, it's Havana Sloan. Havana Sloan was not involved in the setup for the previous coach. You have brought her in, in the roster here. Um, can we assume that um, Havana will be in that midfield, because a lot of us who watch the reggae girls play feel that that midfield needs somebody to inject vibes and ball playing skills, which Havana Sloan does possess that. Yeah, Havana Sloan is, a, I mean, an integral, you know, experienced professional player in there. And she and usually she and Bonnie has a good relationship when they play. But Havana is playing in the, um, the, in the WSL and she was... She was injured. She came back and she played uh, in a few weeks ago and she, and she picked up another knock. But we're bringing her in, hoping that during the camp and during whatever, she can recover. I mean, if she has to play a game right now today, I don't think it's going to be something she could do. But um, we think and she thinks that by the time, you know, next, within the next two, three weeks, she will be ready. Hopefully that's the case and hopefully we can have her on the pitch. Yes, exactly. That's good news. Um, one final thing regarding the squad. You know, I, I'm a big proponent of good leadership on field, on field general, people who dictate um, and move the group together, you know, because ultimately that's an essential part of success. You know, watching the reggae girls um, during the, the Olympic, uh, not the Olympic, during the, the Caribbean leg of the, of the World Cup qualifiers, Bonnie Shaw was the captain. But to me, you know, um, I felt like Swaby, Alison Swaby, was more of a leader. She was very vocal. She dictated to players where to go. Does will will um, Bonisha remain in the captaincy um, captaincy armband, or uh, is there a consideration of of uh, potentially Alison Swaby taking that on? Or how do you guys go about selecting captains? There's a there's there's captains and there's leadership and. Yeah. I have been doing this for a long time. Yeah. A lot of time, the person who wears the band is not the person who's the leader on the field. Okay. That's, but, but that's your captain. Okay. So we think that um, it's going to be more than one, 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 one person who's going to sail the ship. If we depend on just Bunny to carry the load as captain, that's a heavy burden. You know, we, we, we want to make sure that um, Allison, who's an experienced pro, and Bunny and, um, 
oh, you know, our goalkeeper, Becky, and, and, and those players who are experienced players share the burden in carrying the captaincy. I don't put a lot of weight in, weight in it and, and saying who's the captain there. I, I think I put a lot of weight and who's going to be the leader on the field. Okay. And sometimes it's one, two or three players. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's one. You know, we want to expand that role a little bit to say, hey, give somebody the, 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 the authority. I, not, I wouldn't say the authority, but, the, but the, the, the ability to go out there and w- whenever we need leadership, whether it's organizing a back four, organizing a corner kick, getting after somebody, those senior players, you know, should we, you know, they should have the ability to step up and lead when needed. But the captaincy to me is, is, is it, as I say, a captain is a captain. We need, you know, field generals and field leaders. Yes, yes, excellent, excellent. So um, definitely in, in very good to hear your, your input on that. Um, you know, the Anfield generals are essential part of success, especially when you're back against the wall. Well, you don't know how you go already. Um, regarding the, uh, the style of play, um, what sort of style of play are you looking, you know, watching the ladies in the last round of matches? Of course, the competition was... And I wasn't necessarily up to scratch. You know, they, they, we were expecting a little bit more of a competitive game from DR based on how DR was playing with a high press sort of game um, against Bermuda and Grenada in the group earlier on. Um, so what sort of play, style of play are you looking to roll out July 4th against Mexico? Is it more of a high tempo passing? What sort of play are you looking to implement? Or is just going back to your, when you were with the, with the team um, when you led the team in, in 2020 or latter part of 2019? Yeah, to me, that's history and you can't play the same way because the girls are older, more mature and there's, there's involved, you know. Now, you have, um, depending on our fitness, where we are fitness-wise, that can dictate a lot of stuff. You know, how much can you press? How fit are we, you know, coming into this thing? Um, now, there's three different opponents. <laughs> Mexico is different. They like to play a lot of tucker tucker, knock it around. They like to get it wide and get and get get um, crosses in the box. You know, the USA they have runners. They're coming at you with some of the fastest girls in the world. So it's a different style. And we're you know we're kind of similar to say like a, like an eighty where we do a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're playing good football. Okay, if it's time to play through the lines or over the lines. Then, then, then that's whatever the game dictates. We have to adapt. You know, are we going to play the same formation again against all three teams? I doubt it. I think you got to just, um, you know, just like any experienced club or an experienced team, you have to, you know, take what the opponents give you, and in preparation, we will prepare prepare for every game a little bit different depending on the style they play and depending on who we want to play if you ask me if we're going to try to play football obviously we have to try to play football we can't just get it and kick it back to them every single time okay so yeah we're going to try to play football and unbalance teams and do do the same thing that most good teams try to do but we have to have an understanding that if, if we play a team and and they're a better team in possession than us we have to respect it but you still can control a game with a team having possession and you sitting back and maybe counter or something. So it all depends on what we see in these last games and tapes and how we think we have as players in. And it depends on the players that we have, okay? Are the players that are ready. So, you know, if we pick up a key injury during camp, then it might change something. But again, we have to adapt and we have to be able to adapt 
on the fly while we're playing, okay? But we want to go in there and just make sure that our players have a chance, again, our front four has a chance to run at people and, and get after them because it's about scoring goals. So we want to try to score goals. Whether we play over the line or through the lines, we will have to be um, skillful enough and soccer, football savvy enough to know when and where and what and how to do it. Yes, yes, excellent, excellent. Um, you know, sir, there, there's a slight overconfidence in me. And, you know, I don't know as fans of the sport, as someone who report on the sport. Um, of course, you know, we, we don't want bias to the side, but of course we are Jamaican, so we always love to the Jamaican teams as well. Um, technically, coach, you just need to really win one game, right? You beat TAT. And you, you guarantee a chance at least a playoff. The state of women's football globally means, in my mind, that you, the team that you potentially would see in a playoff situation should be a team that the reggae girls can beat. So how, how you approach the situation, knowing that you're playing in Mexico, are you, are you just forwarding, yo, we're trying to win every game, take it one game at a time? What? What is your um, situation going in? Are mentally knowing that the Mexico game is first, the Haiti game is last, and of course you have the big bad USA in between. How do you juggle all of those thoughts getting ready for this tournament? Okay, I don't think you can go out there and um, say, well, you know what? We're not going to try to win this game and we're going to play. I just think that you're asking for trouble, right? Okay. I don't think you can fear your opponent that well that you think you can't get something out of the game. We have to approach the game, okay, the first game that we think we can get a result, some kind of result, okay? And that's going to be the approach. I don't, think, I don't think I have the players who would actually even accept something like that, that we don't think we can go out there and get something out of the Mexico game, you know? It's a win or a draw or something that they are, you know, they have to feel like, I, I don't know why we, we would be going, if we don't think we can get a result, and then we're going to wait for one game. I remember, the, I mean, and I go way back when we played 80 in 80 to qualify for the World Cup, to get to the last run of qualification. It was in 80, and a lot of people don't know about this game, but that might be one of the best games Jamaica has ever played. I think it's the best game they ever played as a women's football, and our back was against the wall, and we were in 80, and the stadium, I think the stadium should hold like 15,000, 20,000 but there was people outside, inside the stadium, and the place was going crazy. And we were down 2-0 to 80. And we had some adjust, adjustment to make. And it was Trudy and Bunny. And we had a little break. And we just bring them over and say, listen, we have three minutes before halftime. We have to get a goal. Okay? Because all we needed was a draw. Okay? We, we were leading 80 on goal differential. We needed a tie. 80's up 2-0, two, two minutes before halftime. We, we pull one back. And then, you know, the second half, we came out. And we had our third string keeper in goal. Third string keeper. We had some injuries. And we found a way, Bonnie found a way to score a free kick. And we lock it up and, you know, you know, you know, and, 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 we, and we got to the next round. But it was set up for 80 to go through. So anything can happen. When we arrive in 80, with the food and everything that we had to go through, I don't think you can ask these players to go through anything worse. We had to come, we have to leave the locker room at um, when we were there and go in the stand because the bathrooms didn't work and it was purposely done. It was 120 
degrees in the locker room. So they have, they have been through some adversity. So they understand what it is. So, you know, going into this, in, into Mexico, there's going to be adversity. And we as coaching staff are still pulling our knowledge and, you know, pull with the girls and just get after it. I mean, it's football. Yeah. That's why it's a game. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. There's no... Yeah. And we got, as Jamaicans, you know, man, I don't have to explain that. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and um, Gene Nelson, you know, bless her soul. Uh, big up to Gene Nelson, rest in peace. Uh, she spoke to me, you know, about that game. She told me about it and how, how difficult a situation it was. But the girls overcame that um, situation. So, um, pertaining to Jean, you know, she was a former manager of the team. It's a, since she passed, you and I haven't spoken, uh, but she will be somebody that will be missed from this group that, you know, uh, 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 in addition to Coach Minzy. Can you speak to any big loss for uh, having her, her personal touch um, as, a, as a team manager and not being there? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jean was a very religious person. And I know some of the girls, you know, because Jean was very religious and um, she brings that to the table and um, she brings that um, motherly touch to some of the girls. Yes, obviously, I think Jean, Jean will be missed. But I think a guy like you, Menzies, is important to this program. OK, I think I, I, when we're talking about somebody who's going to be missed or somebody who, you know, who, you know, if I have my wishes right now he's he's right next to me and we're getting after it you know because you know we have gotten after a lot of stuff in life me and him i think he's going to be one that you know hopefully you know i don't know i mean with a new federation and all this kind of stuff we can do something and get somebody like him back into football who means well for the players and for the kids and for jamaica because he has done a lot of stuff i don't even need to talk about it i mean just i mean you know you know we have both done a lot of stuff, but he's done a lot of stuff for these players. I mean, Jody Brown and Bunny Shaw and them. And all, all these girls wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for you, Menzi. So I, I say you, Menzi, spirit is going to be with us. And I will, you know, we will talk. He'll watch the game and we'll go over it. So um, so, it's, so kudos to you. Hopefully we can get him back in the program. But again, you know, Gene, Gene is going to be missed because of her mother looks such. Yes, yes. I mean, you, you, you was... This is you's team still. He has his left an indelible mark on the team. So, you know, as you said, um, you, Minzy, you know, guided a lot of these ladies. And, and I'm sure it's in a talk and, and get tactics and get um, insight, you know. So, um, Coach, as we get ready to wrap up, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Um, say you take this team to the World Cup. What? Um, if a situation developed like, you know, what happened with Vin Blaine, where the players said, yo, you are not the man to take us to the World Cup. Um, are you prepared for something like that? If that does happen, just saying hypothetically, are you just focused on the job at hand right now? I'm focused on the job at hand. But if something like that ever happened, I step aside the next. I wouldn't I wouldn't even wait because I have coached players and I have coached teams and I have done a lot of coaching in my life. And sometimes. I find I find out that I'm, I'm not the right person for that player or that team. And you just say, hey, you know what? Especially in the type of club situation that we work in, and it, you know, we easily just say, hey, you take that team because your personality suits it better. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to, you know, think that far ahead because we, but, but I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have a problem with if somebody say, hey, yeah, it's not working. Yeah. I, I, 
yeah, it's a fight that you're not gonna that you will never that I will never win. So I'm talking personally to my to myself, and I I'm not afraid to step away from something. So yeah, but um, hopefully we can just focus on what's what's ahead, you know, in July and just get the business done. Get the business done. Definitely get the job done. Final question, or probably penultimate question. Uh, Denisha Blackwood, a player that I admire immensely. I mean, I know she suffered an injury. She was an integral part of the run to the 2019 World Cup. What is her status um, um, now? And knowing that you need a player in, in her position to really kind of... Uh, it's, I mean, she's one, of the, she's one of the type of players, I think one of the hardest players to find in the world, whether it's men's football or women's football, is a natural left-footed left-back. People don't understand how important that is. You can have a left back, but it's a right-footed left back. She's a natural lefty left back. She's fast. She's tenacious. She's a team player. She's aggressive. She gives you everything you want, and she's very, very coachable. So hopefully, I don't, I, you know, I haven't seen her. You know, I haven't spoken with her. I just know she's going to be in camp. And I mean, you know, and most of the girls I haven't spoken with them in, in the last couple of years or since we, since I depart. So you know, um, I, I mean, I watched their game and just see what how they were doing. And, you know, you know, Jody Brown, I would see when she played college and I would, you know, talk to her and say good luck and all this stuff. Because, you know, she had to come to Colorado and do all this stuff. So, yeah, but, but I hope um, Denisha comes in. I mean, as we say, Den Den comes in. And um, my condolence to the late Den Den Hutchison. While I say Den Den, you know, great footballer. So I hope this Den Den comes in and... um. And she's close to where, you know, if she can give us 90% of what she used to be, I think it's going to be a lot of help because we need somebody like her, you know, in our camp. Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent coach. Ready for the tournament. It's nice to hear a voice, you know, from the, the old team. It's always a pleasure talking and discussing football with you and, and, and getting ready for, your, for another big, big battle ahead with, with this tournament in Mexico. Of course, Mexico is, is, is a host. And so they are looking to get one of those CONCACAF World Cup qualifying spots. And of course, you have the big bad USA um, uh, sitting there in that group. So, you know, I've got to play some ball. You can't go around it. You have to go play some ball. Well, you hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head. I mean, there's no way you can go fake this. It's either you go there and you perform or you don't perform. It's, I mean, it's black and white. It's either you play some football and you get some results or you don't because there's nobody, especially, you know, I don't know how big the stadium is, but I'm, I'm saying it's going to be at least 40,000. I mean, how many, if it's 40,000, there's going to be 50,000 in there when you play Mexico and another 20,000 outside. I mean, because the Mexican fan, if people don't know, they support their women's football. Uh, yes, yes. I yes. in the league in the world. They support their women's football in Mexico. Yes, and that team is playing some serious football because watching them in the last round is a beat and teach thing them, them put on. So, and, you know, being the host, I know they're looking to kind of continue that beat and teach method of just beating up teams. So, um, Coach, you don't know... We need that. We need that. We have to deal with ourselves and make sure so that, you know, what the beat and teach business, eh, I don't know how we put it, but we're going to try our best to make, in, make make sure that we can have something, get something out of the game. Yes, yes. Um, any, any final message to the fans? I mean, I know the whole... A Vinblian issue ticked off some of the fan, some of the a, per, a, a portion, small may be a portion of the fan base. 
any final message to the fans as we get ready for this 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 big um uh world cup qualifying final round well i mean you know everybody just gotta just you know really support the team um you know whether 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 we agree with the team or not or whatever i mean the reggae boys the reggae girls or whatever you know i think um we have intelligent players and intelligent people in these teams that understand and they play at a, you know, at high club le club levels now so they know exactly what it looks like and um so we we have to start giving them the benefit of the doubt you know cuz sometimes we doubt and we doubt and we doubt and what happened to the reggae boys just now is it's, it's really no it's kind of like the same thing okay and i and as i said you know what i mean i wasn't in that environment you know, I don't know what happened. I just make sure when me and you men step away, we just kind of like, and I step away after, you know, the girls continue. We want to see them always have success. I don't care who was leading the charge, but when you know these players for so long, okay, you always want them to have success. And I, and I hope the fans can just turn themselves around and just support the girls and just, and we can move on with this thing. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, what does the coaching staff look like? I mean, your coaching staff built out yet, and who who are the other members of the coaching staff? Well, we have um, uh, you know, uh, I just name a few. Um, obviously, Will Will is back, and Will Will is our fitness and performance guy, and he's a he's a key part of what we did in the um in the in the last World Cup. So, Corbin uh, um, Sanford is back as our video. An analysis guy and breaking down tape for us and going through stuff. Then we have um, Ak. Ak is um, he works with Tottenham right now, but he 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 when when I depart, he was with Busby. So I said there's some consistency there, so we might as well bring a guy, a person back who's has a little bit of continuity with them. Um, we have Alyssa Whitehead, who's a you know she coaches in college and you know she's a goal or a goalkeeper coach. Then we have Xavier. You know, everybody knows Xavier Gilbert. You know, he's he knows these girls all the way through, coming in from Jamaica. And then I, you know, we just picked up um, Laurie Thomas out of Florida, who has done a lot of scouting for U.S. soccer. You know, good A license coach. I mean, you know, I I don't think the A is anything, but she's a good coach and she understands a lot of stuff about you know training and how we're supposed to run and performance and recruiting. And you need somebody as a back as a staff on the field and off the field who can actually, you know, relate to the players in terms of one V one stuff when it comes to looking at videos and looking at stuff like that. And then I've obviously, you know, the the crew coming in from Jamaica, like um, you know, our equipment, you know, you know, people and Bushy and all these guys are are back in the fold. Some of the guys from there, Dr. Lawrence and some familiarity, some familiar some fami familiar faces and people that we have worked with in the past yes excellent excellent coach wishing you all the best and ready up you know ready to support the team 100 you don't know so we will ride with the reggae girls big up thank you for coming back i mean they were, they, you, you will bring some level of calmness around the potter pot the world passa passa and just foolishness <coughs> around football in jamaica football right now but you know Thank you for taking the time, Coach. Really appreciate it. And if you need anything from our end, always, you don't know, Ball Chat is always here to, to support and, and get the word out, you know? Yeah, man, you guys are doing a fantastic job, man. Keep up the good work. I, you know, I love you guys' program. You do a fantastic job. Okay, all the best. Yes, man. Bless up, Coach. Bless up. All right. All right.
And of course, Ball Chat Podcast wrapping up. That was Coach um, Lauren Donaldson, Reggae Girls head coach, getting ready for CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers kicking off July 4th in Mexico. The Reggae Girls will take on USA, will take on Mexico um, July 4th, then they take on USA July 7th. They wrap up that tournament against um, Haiti. I think that date is July 11th. And so the ultimate objective is to go Australia, New Zealand 2023. The girls will be in camp coming up June 17. And Coach Lauren Donaldson is the man leading the charge. Um, big ups. We're on Instagram at Ball Chat Podcast. We're on Twitter at Ball Chat One. We're on Facebook at Ball Chat. Um, subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know your thoughts as the reggae girls get ready for this tournament. Big up and bless up family.